Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. You're damn right it's the KNC Masterpiece Live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. Make some noise for me. We've got a great group of folks hanging out with us. You want to come and join us um, in Burleson, Buffalo Wild Wings. Myself, Reginald Atula, Mike Bassick here with me. Mike, how you, how you feeling? How's it going? Doing great. Already giving away a CD Lamb Funko Pop and a Dallas Cowboys hat. We have a, a, pa- a Patrick Mahomes, uh Tony Pollard uh, jersey to give away. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and a couple Cowboys t-shirts, still more Cowboys hats and Funko Pops. And we are giving away Dallas Cowboys Detroit Lions tickets for the Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor ceremony, the last Cowboys home game of the year. So get to Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson if you'd like the opportunity to go to the Cowboys game tomorrow night and obviously to come see Reggie, his first time That's ever at a Buffalo Wild Wings I mean, well, for for the broadcast, I've been oh, okay. to a Buffalo Wild oh, okay. Wings before. Okay, good, good. That'd be weird if it's just like never been, never eaten wings before. This is a new concept. You, is wings on a? I know we got to get to Mickey Spagnola, so real quick, wings. Where does that rank on your list of foods? Very high. Yeah. Although I don't, use, I don't do boneless wild, boneless wings. I was about to okay. call them boneless wild wings. Um, Chicken cheap. nuggets. That's right. Yeah, it feels like look, it's, right. it's a premium. All right, Mickey. Let's bonus. get to Mickey. Mickey, or Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Mickey, if you have an option between boneless wings or bone-in wings, where do you go? Oh, bone-in. Yeah, thank you. I might as well Smart just man. go go order chicken breast if I want That's bone. right. No yeah. bones. Look, they're not even wings. Yeah, it's chicken That's nuggets, crazy. but they, they taste good. They do taste good. And you know what? They come in handy for times like this when it's like I probably shouldn't use my hands and touch on all this equipment. Then you can use a fork. It's great. Okay. So, Mickey. Yes. It sounds very optimistic that Tyron Smith is going to be starting at tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think it does. And I think Jerry kind of, you know, spilled the beans to you for sure. Uh, If he's that optimistic, then he knows that uh, Tyron, uh, you know, will play. And I think that's probably somewhat of a relief, especially to Dak Prescott. It's one less thing he probably has to worry about on that side of the line. Uh, but then Terrence Steele better strap it on because then Hutchinson <laughs> will be on his side probably the most of the game. So now that you've watched Detroit play football this week, what scares you the most about this 11-4 yeah. and four team? That the fact that they are very uh, efficient, proficient, uh, running the football. Uh, and they got a two-headed monster with David Montgomery uh, and Jameer uh, Gibbs. Uh, and it's kind of their version of thunder and lightning. I think one of the Cowboy players uh, compared it to Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Uh, they're number three uh, in, in the league in rushing offense, averaging 141 yards a game rushing. 
so that's the thing I think that uh, worries me most about the Lions, uh, and it's something that the Cowboys have to be uh, much better at. You know, we still have the lingering thoughts of 266 that Buffalo put on them, and even though uh, they held Miami to 91 yards rushing, they didn't do a very good job down the stretch of stopping that last possession. So I'm sure knowing Dan Campbell, uh, his philosophy of offense, uh, he wants the big boy pants on, and I'm sure he uh, will come at him uh, running the football. You know, Reggie, before I get to you here, that's mm -hmm. my thought, Mickey, is I want to see that first drive for Detroit and see if they're going to try to really run the ball hard up the middle to establish we're going to try to bully you the way that we saw Buffalo, San Francisco, and in a different way, Arizona do it to start the game off. Yeah, and, and some of the teams, uh, you know, did it differently, but I think the majority of them, you set up the middle, I'm worried about the edge. Okay. Uh, because that's what I think they've been susceptible to, uh, that uh, the defensive ends uh, haven't mined the end uh, and keep the things going up the middle. They've let them get outside, uh, and I think Micah Parsons has to do a much better job uh, of just thinking that he's crashing in all the time. He's got to be able to hold down the edge, uh, and I'm sure that they will test that uh, first and foremost. Now, Mickey, in, in regards to the Lions run game, I'm wondering how deep you got into looking at this. Has there been anyone that's made it difficult on them, you know, running the football? And that if, part, if, yeah, I don't know about okay. uh, that part of it. But I, I just know the games that I've watched, uh, I was saying, oh, the Cowboys going to have their hands full uh, when, when uh, they have to play Detroit with the, their ability to run the football uh, the, the way I saw and with – and not only just power, but with speed, too. And I think that that's one of the things that uh, you, you, they have to take into account. If I look at their stats right now, eight straight games, the last eight games, they've rushed for at least 115 yards with highs of, get this, 222, 200 <laughs> 140, 142, 140, 148, 143. Okay. So that's a that'll be a huge challenge for this defense, and they, you know, and obviously they make no bones about it what they uh, want to do. I think in this last game against Minnesota, um, when they ended up rushing for 143, they ran it 36 times. So the fewest times in that eight-game stretch that they've run it uh, has been 22. Uh, against Chicago. So, uh, yeah, they better strap it on because they're going to come right at him. And you know, Dan, uh, that's just the kind of football he wants to play. Yeah, kneecap biting. Uh, yeah, so I yeah guess exactly. What, I, what I'm taking from this analysis that we're doing with here with you, Mickey, is that um, the offense is going to need to be a part of the defense, be efficient, yes. be good. Um, earlier today, Mike McCarthy on Sean and RJ was talking about, and I, I found this question or this answer really interesting when they asked him, as a play caller, what he's learned about himself, and he talked about basically keeping it simple. Uh, you know, wh what do you take from that kind of response from Mike McCarthy as you look at it through the lens of this offense this year? Well, uh, you know, keeping it simple, fine. And, you know, and nothing fancy, uh, you know, basic plays. Uh, but to me, uh, get it going early. Mm. Uh, sort of, you know, way they, they nearly did short of the fumble at the goal line against Miami, right? 
First possession, drive right down the ball, down at the one-yard line. Second possession, drive right down and score a touchdown. Uh, I, I just think it's very imperative uh, for this team to get leads and get them early and make teams play catch-up. And, and then maybe they get themselves out of sorts and say, oh, we can't just be running the ball, running the ball. If we're not running it in the end zone, we got to start throwing. And that feeds into what this defense does best, right? Rush the quarterback and get interceptions. So to me, once again, uh, like they did against Miami, if you win the toss, I want the ball. And, and let this offense get going right away. Uh, and don't worry about double possessions and all that stuff because uh, then that stuff doesn't happen, right? Like it didn't happen against Buffalo. Uh, and they, you know, they, they gave up the ball because they deferred and then Buffalo goes right down and scored and now you're playing from behind. Do you think if Detroit wins the coin flip that they will defer or do you think that they will say what you're thinking and say, no, we want the ball first because we saw how Buffalo established the, the game flow, the feeling of the game, having the ball first. So I think that would be what they would do if they were playing at home. Sometimes coaches think it's easier when the crowd's all revved up, uh, going crazy, and then there'll be a touchback right on the opening kickoff. Right. Uh, but uh, it's easier to go out and play defense because okay. the crowd doesn't affect you playing defense. It'll be quiet, so the Cowboys have the ball, right? Okay. Uh, but if we take the ball first, uh, then we're going to hear from 93,000 people. Although I guarantee you there'll be a bunch of Lions fans at this game because people from Michigan, from Detroit, moved to Dallas-Fort Worth to get out of the winners, right? Uh, yeah. They don't want to live there. They come down here. It's a lot nicer. Uh, so people say, well, the Lions fans travel. No, they don't travel. They live here. <laughs> I mean, don't you go to a Rangers game and yeah. see all the, you know, Tiger fans that are there? Yeah, John uh, Radigan. <laughs> yeah. He moved from uh, Michigan. Hey, hey, once us guys hey, from Michelle the north also. find there's an alternative to winter, you <laughs> rarely go back, right? Yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I, would, I don't know if that would factor into his mindset. Uh, but again, you know, if you're just going to try to run the ball, it might be easier to do that uh, if you take the ball first. Well, Mick, I know I don't want to end this too quickly, but I have the Cowboys winning 30 to 24. Uh, the spread is five and a half, which I found that to be a higher spread. But I don't know. I have a good feeling the Cowboys just play great at home. Does that continue? Yes, I think uh, home will matter. And this is kind of scary because we almost got the same thing. I was thinking Cowboys win 30 to 22. Okay. Within that, can I ask you, do you think that a turnover comes in? Because it's been something that's fascinated me. We were talking about De'Ron Bland as defensive player of the year behind all the turnovers and the touchdowns that he was creating. And that's obviously the defense as a whole. We've seen that kind of dry up a little bit. Are you, are you anticipating that coming? Well, it, it dries up when you're not getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and they haven't done a very good job of that. I mean, only, only one sack last week. Uh, and not, you know, maybe a handful of quarterback hits. Uh, so they need sacks, and they need them from other people. It can't be just Micah Parsons. And, and it's been a while. Now, he split one uh, last week uh, with uh, Dorrance Armstrong. But they need something from other guys uh, to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They've given these quarterbacks these last couple games way too much time in the pocket. If I remember, 
They didn't sack uh, Josh Allen, did they? I, I, I think I, I don't believe they did. Uh, and only had one this past this We all try week. to forget that game. That's one we right? want to erase from our minds. Yeah, and, and, and so getting pressure on Goff, if you get pressure on Goff, he may throw you one. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've done a decent job of, of protecting him for uh, most of the season. So uh, I think that's one of the things when, when, you know, when you talk about turnovers, well, where do they occur? Well, they occur uh, usually in the pocket. He's been sacked 34 times this year. That's kind of average. That's not really that bad uh i bet dax sacked about 30 sometimes also so uh they've got to to but to do that to get pressure you have to stop the run uh so you're not sitting there going oh my gosh they're gonna run i i, I don't know you know dax been sacked 37 times so uh again stopping the run and then getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks but i do agree with you this their offense has been really good and you better score some points. Don't be coming out of this game with 20. Michigan versus Texas uh, on January 8th, or do you have it different? Um, Since, I don't know, I you guess you'll be on Monday because I'm not going to be here Monday. I, but. Think, I think Texas is going to win that game. Ooh. Texas beats Washington. Do you think Michigan beats Alabama? I do not. Okay, so it's, it's a rematch of Alabama-Texas. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Wouldn't that be delicious? Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. I like Jalen Milrow, big playmaker. That'll be really fun to watch. I'm glad right. you didn't ask me what was going to happen tonight. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. We don't have to do that. But what I will ask you about is obviously Saturday is a big game for the Cowboys on the field when it comes to playing, but also Jimmy Johnson going in the ring of honor. How excited are you for this, that portion of this? Yeah, I think it's going to be neat because we're going to take a walk back in history, right? Mm -hmm. And um, – I think we talked about it yesterday. People, you know, there's a, be a lot of people at the game that maybe never got a chance to see Jimmy Johnson coach the Cowboys, right? Uh, so uh, the fact that, you know, we're going to wake up the ghosts from Super Bowl pass, I think it's going to be neat. It's going to be neat. There's going to be uh, 23 uh, former players uh, in attendance, 13 of the Ring of Honor guys. Uh, are going to be in attendance. Uh, Troy Aikman's going to be there, you know, doing the game. Uh, Michael Irvin will be there if C.D. Lamb breaks his single-season reception record. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good deal of looking at uh, bringing back past history but possibly setting some present history, uh, assuming, uh, you know, C.D. can catch three passes, break Michael's record. The Cowboys can go 8-0 and at home for the first time in more than 40 years. Uh, I, I, and, and, so, and still have a chance to win the division. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a neat uh, historical night uh, that people will remember. And you bring back all those past memories with all those players there. They're going to have a press conference before the game, and I'm sure those guys will have a little reunion thing somewhere at AT&T Stadium. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it's going to be a pretty neat night. Now, you just got to win. Yeah, you do. Well, I mean, in that end, you did say that a lot of people hadn't seen Jimmy Johnson coach the Cowboys. Do you think we can get him a headset and maybe uh, Yeah, right, put him on no? the sideline. Yeah. Well, he, he might be able to help with defense. Offensively, remember, uh, this team didn't get going until he hired Norv Turner as his offensive coordinator. <laughs> Fair enough. Mickey, we always appreciate you spending a little time with us. We got your prediction already, right? Yeah, so, I did. Uh, 
we, we appreciate you taking some time. We'll catch you in the new year. Okay, see you guys. Good being with you this week. Absolutely. It was great having you. Uh, DallasCowboys.com, columnist Mickey Spagnola joins us every day on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's do some Forgiveness Friday. Does Bill O'Brien deserve forgiveness? Do you? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the KNC Masterpiece here on 105.3 The Fan coming, you, coming to you live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. Uh, myself, Reginald Latula, and for Kevin and Corey who have the day off, or the week off rather, Mike Bassett making sure to keep it stable. They made me steady. work. That's right. I'm happy to. I had a good break. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's good to get back. Unfortunately, the Cowboys have lost two games. Because you weren't here. Because I wasn't here. Yeah. So I expect them to win tomorrow night. I do, too. I do, too. And we'll talk more about that here uh, at the top of the hour, where we'll do Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because. Um, get into that portion of it. But right now, it's time to do a little Forgiveness Friday. Um, so I'm going to start in Forgiveness Friday. Okay. Right? Um, because... I, Please forgive me. I have not been on top of this uh, shout out Friday thing. Okay. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to get a feel for it. Handling all the things, saying hi to all the great people that have come out to Buffalo Wild Wings here in Burleson, um, and I've, I need to keep up on my shout outs. So keep texting those in eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Now, when it comes to Forgiveness Friday and who might need forgiveness, this piece of audio was kind of fascinating. It came through because you know we're still in this time where Bowl Week actually matters. Well, matters in, in uh, quotes because bowl week, uh, leading up to every one of these bowls, there's like five, six days of media where these guys are in a hotel ballroom and answering questions from the likes of us. And once we get into this uh, college football playoff expansion, there's going to be less of this, right? There's going to be the semifinals and right. all these things. And you're Which, not going to have six days before the game. So my son is getting into sports pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. He's 15 years old. He's a freshman. He was super confused. He's like, why do they have a month off from the last time they played? 
And so there won't be a month off anymore, right? I mean, they won't go, hey, here's the uh, Big Ten championship game or or that Michigan-Ohio State game, which is such a huge game. And then the next time they play is five weeks later. So I'm assuming everybody will get a week off after conference championship games. And then you have to kind of start the the round of 12, right? I mean, I know four teams will get a bye, but – you have to start it off pretty quick I mean, next maybe, year. You can't give them weeks. five weeks off. They're not going to establish, hey, January 1st will be round right. one. Like, I don't think they're going to take this till almost February in football, right? I think maybe a couple of weeks because I, st- I think they still want to get to, obviously, these um, New Year's Six Bowls. But I think a couple of weeks just to give it a little bit more time. Okay. But yeah, I, I think you're right in it that is, regard. It's just, it is weird. I mean, when you think about it, the last time UT has played, I always feel like there could be some rustiness that you haven't played in a competitive football sure. environment for over a month or close to a month. But some of the benefit of making a bowl game is you get that extra practice time. So I think yeah. that that also factors in. But I, I mentioned that to say uh, for the sh- well, not the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Michigan, that'll be played obviously L.A. Pasadena um, and at- four o'clock our time. I, don't I think so. I think it's four and eight. I think because my mom that was actually right. asking me. Uh, about kind of the New Year's Day thing, because I will definitely have about eight hours of sitting down and watching football, I think, on New Year's Day slash night. It's a great way to spend time just sitting on your keister watching television. Uh, But Jalen Milrow, quarterback of Alabama, was talking during media, and Rodrigo, you got this cut for me, correct? Yes, I do. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, And he was asked uh, about uh, Bill O'Brien comes up in the conversation. Rodrigo, am I setting this up right or do I need to set this up differently? No, you're setting it up perfectly. Okay, here we go. Let's play the audio. Shoot, you know, all my life, even when I was in college, shoot, my own offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, told me I shouldn't play quarterback. So, you know, there's a lot of things I can, you know, have motivation on, and that is something I have motivation from. What was your reaction to Bill O'Brien telling you that you shouldn't play quarterback? Do you remember how you felt when you said that? How would you feel if I told you you suck? <laughs> okay then, so that's, that's exactly how I felt, you know what I'm saying? So like, biggest thing for me, be true to myself and, you know, be, stay the same. You know, nothing changed about me. Only thing that changed me about is it was I had the opportunity and I seized it. And so uh, for me, you know, the biggest thing was just uh, stay true to myself and, uh, you know, I had a bigger purpose than anyone's opinion. Is there a position he wanted you to play or said you should be this position or that position? Or did he just... I mean, he, he, I mean... He told me a bunch of business I could have switched to, but look where I'm at right now. So, you know what I'm saying? So who gets the last laugh? Jalen Milrow getting them last laugh there, talking about Bill O'Brien, former offensive coordinator at Alabama, now the offensive coordinator at, uh, in the new, new, with the New England Patriots. Oh, he's uh, doing a bad job there. <laughs> Does he deserve forgiveness for telling Jalen Milrow that he should not be playing quarterback? Yes. Uh, he should get forgiveness. He's a quarterback at, at college football, but – People are going to have different opinions, and I'm glad that the quarterback at Alabama stuck with it. You know, do I don't know. You know, I haven't seen him in mock drafts. I don't know how – does he have another year or two left at Alabama? Um, I think Milrow's got more time. Yeah, so I think he can go back and, and keep improving. Look, I, I, will, I will always say I deserve forgiveness for this one or like, hey, I was wrong. When I watch Jalen Hurts play quarterback – at mm. Alabama, I thought there's no way he's going to be an NFL quarterback. Even when he went to Oklahoma, I was like, 
well, yeah, this is what you do. When you go to Oklahoma, everybody is great in this system. Nobody fails in this system. They're all really good. It doesn't mean he can play quarterback at an NFL level. I was wrong. Jalen Hurts is a good NFL quarterback. You know, uh, he was great last year. He's been good this year, but he is way better than I ever thought. So there's going to be times where you're wrong. And it does hurt. I like the way that uh, he answered it because I always remember when I was pitching for the Washington Nationals, Jim Bowden was the general manager then. He always criticized me and mm. always said I was bad at it. <laughs> does it make you feel good when your general manager making the main decisions uh, on your team is always telling you that even though you did good, you're still not good? Well, you showed him too. Well, he showed me in the end. Oh. He intentionally ended my career, so I will always hate him for that, no matter what. I mean, he so no. He told Tim him. Foley, my AAA manager, he said, "Stop pitching him. Do not pitch him anymore unless the game is out of hand and you just have to." So, I mean, he was. He asked me to be the pre and post game host uh, for the Washington Nationals in 2008, and I said, "But I want to still pitch. I'm under contract to pitch." And he's like, "Well, I don't want you to pitch anymore." And I said, "Well, you can release me then." And uh, I had 75,000 guaranteed in my contract. He said, "I will release you if you release the 75,000 dollars we owe you." And jerk. I said, "No, that was established when I signed this contract that I get this money even if you release me." And at that point, I didn't know, but I didn't know how bad of a human being he was. I was told by plenty of people how bad of a human he was. Uh, he made sure to end my career. And at that point, I never got another decent offer to pitch again. So thanks a lot, Jim. Yeah, thanks, so thanks good job to Alabama uh, quarterback for, yeah. for believing in himself, sticking with what he believed he could do. And look, it's, it's fun to watch. He's really mobile, throws the deep ball incredibly well. It's tough. It's tough. So we'll have an opportunity to see him. Do on you think Alabama is going to win? I'm starting to think so because of that ability, that deep play ability. The Michigan safeties ain't seen nothing where they've had to play that far back. They I'm played Big Ten football, which is not requiring you to go deep and deal with that type of uh, that type of receiver. Michigan only much. has had one team that they've played that's been really good in I mean, Ohio State. Would you like to call Penn State good? No. Okay, that's fine. I feel like what Alabama did after losing to Texas, and Texas is a very good team, they had to play – whether you think they're great or not, I do think LSU would be the second best team in the Big Ten. I, I do think that there's quite a few teams. Georgia would definitely be, if not the best team in the Big Ten, the second best team uh, in the Big Ten. So I think recently Alabama has had to play much tougher games. And I'm wondering, we saw last year Michigan play TCU and, and not play their best football because they played Big Ten football. So... I love Derek Holland, and, uh, you know, I'm rooting for Michigan, not like I'm a strong Michigan fan. I'll yeah, be rooting for Michigan over right. Alabama, but I have a feeling, too, that Alabama is going to figure out a way how to win that game. Okay. Uh, look, man, Forgiveness Friday, we're doing that right here, and y'all are not texting in right now. Maybe everybody's just had, like, a good holiday season and don't need forgiveness for nothing, but I, I, I have a feeling that y'all had some coal in your stocking. Come on, 877 881 1053 uh, from the 972. I deserve forgiveness because on both of Brandon Aubrey's missed extra points, I called it right before he kicked it, shouting out miss. Why would you do that? Okay. Why would you do that? I don't know. Like, wh what did you stand to gain from that? I don't know. What a jerk. Now, do Ranger fans need forgiveness? Obviously, I get to cover the Rangers. I love the Rangers. They just won the world championship. That's true. The offseason isn't over. In fact, in a weird way, we are six and a half weeks from the Rangers reporting to spring training. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers are six <laughs> and a half weeks so away. Yet, 
90% of free agents are still on the market, if not about 80%. 80 to 90%. If you look at uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Justin Tur you can just go down the list of how many free agents. I feel like I've gotten quite a few Ranger fans getting frustrated with this offseason. And so do they need forgiveness for being frustrated before January 1st with the Texas Rangers offseason after becoming the world champions of baseball? Yeah, because it, it harsh the vibe, right? Like you were riding these waves of, you know, World Series championship and parade. And it's like, all right, man, spent money the last couple of offseasons. Cool. And then, you know, some unforeseen circumstances when it comes to the TV contract has put you in a place right. where a GM that you got really comfortable with and you know is going to be somewhat aggressive has felt somewhat passive. And it, it probably isn't his fault, but you're in this place where you're like, I want to do that. Plus, you know, we're greedy as human beings, man. You got to yeah. win. It's like, let's go get another one. One's not enough anymore. And so it feels like you're almost... Well having to resign yourself and content yourself with, all right, one is good, and nobody yeah. wants that. I did see this quote, and it might be a quote from weeks ago, but I did see where Bruce Bochy said, I didn't come here just to win one championship. That's right. I, I love that. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series next year, but I, I've had I to am. feel Still like it. I'm What's saying happening? this to all Ranger fans. Let's let the next five to six weeks play out and see what they take to spring training I do still think the Rangers could make a trade mm -hmm. or two, could sign a couple more free agents. Maybe not the biggest names in the world, but I don't think that the Rangers are done with their offseason right now. I do think you're going to be very excited once everybody reports sure. to spring training with the team that they have. How much of that is also just like the Dallas fan of it all, as opposed to not just the Rangers themselves, but we've gone through offseasons where – the Mavs have done stuff, but maybe not enough or right. not even done things or the, you know, the Cowboys have not made the move that we necessarily wanted to see. How much of that you think is just Dallas fans in general looking up and being like, come on, guys, do something. Y yes, I think there's always a in every offseason, whoever it is, right? Sure. Stars, Mavs, Rangers, Cowboys, do something. In this case, the Rangers did win the championship. <laughs> so I would say they are bringing back most of the championship team. There obviously are a lot of injuries in your rotation that they hope and are optimistic come back after the All-Star break. Um, forgiveness Friday from the 940. I need forgiveness for believing that the Cowboys will let me down like they have the last 28 years. You're forgiven. I understand where that comes I, from, yeah. but hey, let's, well, you, you, you've you laid it out pretty nicely that, you know, the hope is what gets you. Yeah, and Christmas Eve, uh, my father said this, who's been a Cowboy fan since day one of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, as a little kid would go to the Cotton Bowl with his brothers and dad uh, as season ticket holders, is he said, I just feel like since Troy and Emmett and Michael left, there's no chance they're ever going to win again. Like, oh, they can wow. be good, but they're just not going, they don't have Troy and Michael and Emmett, so they'll be good, but they don't have Troy, Michael, and Emmett. And I'm like, I get it. I mean, that's where I'm at, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we somehow go to Las Vegas uh, in a month to cover the Super Bowl of the Dallas Cowboys versus the whoever it is. Uh, that's right. But, yeah, at this point, I would say it, it looks tough for the Dallas Cowboys to accomplish the ultimate goal uh, of this season. All right, Mike, I need, your, I need your help here as a sports arbiter from the 214. I deserve forgiveness because I was given Stars ticket within 10 rows of the ice, and I will be decked out in Blackhawks gear. Oh, Forgiveness, really? yes or no? For well, if you're, if you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan and have been your whole life, you don't need forgiveness. If somehow, some way, you've decided you are going to wear Chicago Blackhawks gear I, and you're not a Blackhawks fan, that would be really weird. 
I still haven't got a Dallas Stars jersey. I still need to get a Dallas Stars jersey. I believe we call those sweaters, sir. Oh, sweaters. Yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. that yeah. is correct. Yeah. No, the people. But I also it. feel like I want to cut the sleeves off of it, like that guy who does on ESPN. He cuts everything. The kicker, punter guy. Oh, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. So I want to get a Dallas Stars jersey. And I then feel like you would want your sleeves back the, once you end up at the. I, I know, because it is. I have been to Stars games before. It is cool in the arena. From the 2-1-400, Lipke deserves for needs forgiveness because I want more fullback dives in short yarded situations. You think that fumble is going to stop them from giving him the football? I would not give him the football in that. Even though on that same drive, you saw him I really tilt the Rockwell. I'd be like, give it to Tony Pollard. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I mean, maybe Hunter Lipke's the the better s solution to short yardage. But I don't feel Tony Pollard is bad at it, and I do feel like he's healthy right now. I don't feel like Tony Pollard has been – correct me if I'm wrong, Reggie. Do you feel like Tony Pollard has been used up or used so much this season that he could be having fatigue? I wouldn't say so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so either. Well, I mean, he's going to have a heavy load in this game, obviously. Rico Dowdle's out for this one. Right. And so it looks like you're going to have Boy, I was Deuce thinking. Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn up. Oh, do you think he is going to be up? Because I feel like I haven't even heard Deuce Vaughn's name this week. Michael McCarthy said he'll be up. Okay. All righty. And so he'll be there. Obviously, Lipke will be there. So you wonder if those guys will get some touches uh, against the Lions. I hope so. He's your K-State guy. That's right. That's right. And he's been sidelined because he doesn't play special teams. It's time okay. for him to shine. Right. K-State got a pop-tart That would in. be really cool. Could you imagine if somehow he has a good game Saturday night and all of a sudden you add this little extra weapon to your playoff arsenal and Deuce Vaughn? Especially with the run game being so-so this year, that'd be a really nice addition. Or like um, running back screen play that he takes for like 26 yards When was or the last further? time you saw like a successful? Cowboy screenplay. Can't tell you. So, yeah, let's add that to the arsenal. Okay. That'd be really great. Uh, so, KNC Masterpiece here on 1053 The Fan. We're broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. Come out. We, got, we still got some giveaways. Obviously, also, we're giving away tickets to Cowboys, Lions, Jimmy Johnson having his induction into the Ring of Honor. That's courtesy of Miller Lite. So, yeah, get here before two. Make sure that you sign in for that giveaway. But coming up next, we'll go around the entirety of the NFL and dip into some grit and gravy on the fan. From his own 19-yard line, motion by Conklin, play action fake, throw over the middle, it's picked off, the Browns have it, 25-20, it is Ronnie Hickman, he's to the 10, he's to the 5, he's to the pylon, he's in, touchdown, a pick 6 for the rookie from Ohio State. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Atatula alongside uh, Mike Bassick. We're broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. Burleson, let everybody know. Let everybody hear you. It's a great crowd out here in Burleson. We're having a good time. Each drinks. Uh, scenic views. What the, yeah. is that? No, hey, that's the wrong thing. Tr it? Trey I'm just saying. won a, a Cowboys t-shirt. Did he? Yeah. That's Very another nice. place, but. It's good. It is a different They're place. sponsored by but there are eats. 105.3 The Fan. There are too. eats and drinks and <laughs> Because you can see Mike wearing his K, uh, Mike and Casey in the Masterpiece yes. t-shirt. That you've so, gotten a lot of. Uh, uh, well, Atolo made this word. for me the last Compliments time the word I, was I was at Buffalo Wild Wings near um, Texas Motor Don't Speedway. Don't shake your head, Ruben. I see you. 
that's where I got this uh, T-shirt as a Christmas gift. So I figured I'd wear it to the next time I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. And obviously playing that highlight, it wasn't a Joe Flacco pass. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm amazed <laughs> how good he is at quarterback again. Like, Well, let's talk about it as we go around the entire NFL and dip yeah. into some gridiron gravy. Deep um, New Year's gravy. New Year's, New Year's gravy. I've never what, heard of New Year's gravy. What's different about New Year's gravy? Yeah, what's Old Year's gravy? It tastes better, newer, fresher. All right, sure. I'm willing to go with that. Um, also, I should let you know that um, as we played that highlight of, um, of the interception, the pick six that happened on Thursday night football, Derek Holland sent us a text that said, that's right, Browns highlights, and also followed it up <laughs> with Super Bowl with three exclamation points. So um, I'm sure that you – I'm sure that you can uh, imagine that Browns fan Derek Holland, very happy as the Browns last night get a big win against the New York Jets. And, I mean, maybe not a win because it's the New York Jets, but a win because they clinch a super or a playoff berth. Um, it's the first time in – actually, let me get this stat up because I don't want to get this wrong. But, oh, they were in a few years ago. Right, but it's the first time that they've uh, been to the playoffs within four years since the 80s, I, I believe, just remember like they played uh, Pittsburgh in um – Ben Roethlisberger had a lot of turnovers. Yeah, that was that was near the end of the Ben Roethlisberger thing. It was very evident that he was no I, longer good at football. I believe this, and this is probably going to be against the team that I root for, uh, is I do think Cleveland's going to win a playoff game. Ooh. I think they're going to be the five seed, and they're going to get to play most likely, even though they're playing bad football, their schedule looks like they'll be able to still hold on. Is I think they'll play Jacksonville in the first round and beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville does not look good right now. And the Browns do. The defense is incredible. But also, yeah. Joe Flacco deserves a lot of credit for this. Uh, the stat that I was trying to give you, the Browns are going to the playoffs for the second time in four years, and that happens, hasn't happened since the 80s, right? So there's that. Joe Flacco has been very good. In fact, he has more passing touchdowns, which is 16, than Deshaun Watson, who has 14 over the last two seasons. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I would have never. Like, that was a major mistake. Let's be honest. Deshaun Watson was a major mistake by the Cleveland Browns. He's looked better. He looked better this season, but there's it's really I mean a also, fully guaranteed contract. The fully guaranteed is a mistake in and of itself if you're viewing it from the ownership perspective. I'm sure the players were like, we had an opportunity to maybe get fully guaranteed contracts for yeah. quarterbacks. That failed, unfortunately, once you saw quarterbacks after afterwards not being able to get that. But yeah, no, definitely from the ownership standpoint, you shouldn't have given him that contract. Because yeah. now he's your quarterback for a long time. Yeah, and and but Joe Flacco looks good enough that he's going to be able to win a playoff game. And, yeah, I would be, to your point, the defense and the way that Joe Flacco is playing, I would be nervous if I was, let's say, the Baltimore Ravens or the Miami Dolphins and I had to play them in the second round. I'd say, hey, I, I, would, pick, I would pick Baltimore, I would pick Miami to beat Cleveland in a playoff game. Okay. But I wouldn't say it's an easy matchup. I would say this is a tough matchup, and I could see Cleveland beating one of those teams. Could I see Cleveland winning three playoff games in a row on the road to go to the Super Bowl? I can't. But for Derek Holland's sake, I guess I will say, yeah, I guess that would be good. I'm sure the, the NFL Super Bowl. I'm sure the I'm sure that the NFL might not be super excited about a Joe Flacco Super Bowl. Well, I mean, at this point, the NFL's not excited in general. There's a lot of their star quarterbacks that are either not playing well or just injured. Yeah, I bet that they would want, though, Lamar Jackson or, like, a Josh Allen making the Super Bowl. Sure. Or, obviously, a Patrick Mahomes, but I have no clue. 
how uh, Kansas City could pull that off. Joe Flacco turning back the clock, even when the clock is kind of late. Thursday night football, when? you know, it can be a late game. He was uh, caught at one point during the broadcast, kind of catching some Z's, his head. You know how your oh, head yeah. bobs when you're falling asleep? Okay. Still threw 309, 309 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He uh, was in the Super Bowl that he beat Colin Kaepernick. Am I correct? Was that was that who they beat? I think that sounds. I'm pretty right. sure yeah. that's right. Like that's how long ago when Joe Flacco was good at quarterback, he was taking on Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl, and it feels like a decade ago Colin Kaepernick was in the NFL, and I know it he had, was in the NFL a decade ago. I know, but like, and you're, I guess you're it, technically correct, which, as we know, is the best kind of correct. Yeah. So, anyways, congratulations, Joe. Congratulations, Cleveland. You guys look like you are going to be a problem in the playoffs, as in a problem for the other teams. <laughs> I love it. It'd be hilarious if it goes the other way. Where they're just a <laughs> Eleven and five is not something I saw coming, no, especially not at because. All. Well, I feel like the Joe Flacco addition helped them a ton because when yeah. you have a bad de or good defense and a bad yeah. offense, eventually that defense just gets tired of carrying the load. When Deshaun Watson got hurt and was out for the year. I said no way. Now, if Deshaun Watson would have stayed healthy all year, I could have seen 11 and five or 12 and five for the season. But I didn't see it when they had to go to multiple backup quarterbacks. That's fair. That's fair. But they're here. 11 and five playoffs for only the third time since 1999. I, I also feel like that game. Not that I watched a ton of that game, but what they are doing and the record that they have. It does hurt Micah Parsons in Defensive Player of the Year because I do think Miles Garrett, what they're doing led by their defense, sure. and I get what Joe's doing at quarterback, but Cleveland is going to make the playoffs and did make the playoffs because of their defense led by Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett is going to win Defensive Player and of the Year. And he deserves it. He's, he hasn't been in those conversations a lot, even though he's been incredible just because that team had been bad. So good, yeah. good for the Arlington native. Miles Garrett for getting some shine um, this season. As we continue uh, in Gridiron Gravy, Brock Purdy um, talked about the Ravens game where it was it was not good, right. right? Not good performance for him. Worst game of his career. Yeah, it's not been a long career, so it's easy to say that. Yeah. Um, he said that you know he chalks it up to just a learning experience. Said quote, "It's tough to play a lot of football after you have four picks, especially when you're down versus that type of defense." I think that that was the best experience for him, as Kyle Shanahan. Um, how to feel how to feel that to know what's happened to know why it's happened still have to go out there and sling it around and play I think that's the best experience you can get from that game Mike do you how do you view that game for Brock Purdy like are you the one of those people that's like okay there there's the flaw that that we've been waiting to see or is that just a kind of a bad game that you, you chalk it up and you move on more bad game and move on but you did see a way to beat San Francisco mm. and now look Really, a great way to beat San Francisco is have Trent Williams be hurt, and then that helps you out tremendously. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter this week. I was looking, well, what do the 49ers have in front of them? They have the Commanders, which is one of the worst teams in football. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett gets to start in that game. San Francisco is on the road favored by 13 and a half. <laughs> so that would be a major upset if uh, Washington were able to play a good home game. They're 1-5 at home, 4-11 for the season. I do think in a weird way, because they didn't lose the number one seed because of that mm -hmm. loss, that that might not be the worst loss to have late in the year for a young Brock Purdy, for Shanahan, the head coach, to make sure that they put themselves in more favorable situations. And you don't, you don't want Brock Purdy, as much as I think Brock Purdy's great, he has a small chance to win the MVP now, uh, is that... It almost was like, all right, let's learn from this. 
because I still think San Francisco is a heavy favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. Our, our, our Tolo Mark uh, brought us a nice uh, drawing. Yes. And he also stopped by to ask me as well who I thought would be in the Super Bowl. And as I think about it, I'm just like, it still feels hard in the NFC to not put the Niners there. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Dallas is the second best team. Now, if Dallas lose, loses tomorrow night, I will obviously change my opinion Tuesday when I come back and say, obviously, Detroit is the second best team uh, in the NFC. But I do think that they are head and shoulders above Dallas, Detroit, Philadelphia. Uh, so I have a tough time seeing the 49ers not being in the Super Bowl. Um, over in the AFC, what was it, what was a really fun story that kind of got put on hold because of concussion protocol might be back on. C.J. Stroud has cleared concussion protocol um, to give him an opportunity to play in this week versus the Titans as they, they'll be hosting the Titans in Houston. And, you know, obviously give them an opportunity to maybe do something interesting. The, the, the Texans, and I mean, I know that you follow the Jaguars. Yeah. The Texans and the Colts all vying for that AFC South. They're in that hunt. And C.J. Stroud coming back could maybe give them an opportunity to win that AFC Look, South. Look, they all have easy games. The Colts host the Raiders. The Jaguars host the Panthers. Well, I don't know if I want to call the and Raiders the an easy game Texans host. Right they threw for 91 yards <laughs> in that game. But they they did win. The defense is playing And the Titans scary. are 5 and 10 and, and the Texans so all 3 of them are home sure. and all 3 of them are playing teams that are well below 500. How about that? And they're all favored they're all favored in Vegas. Not by a ton, not like the San Francisco 49ers, but they all are favored. So there's a good chance that the Texans, Jaguars, and Colts are all 9 and 7 going into the last game of the year. Ooh. I'm, I'm real interested in seeing that game. But then also, like, the C.J. Stroud thing, he was playing so well. I would love to see him get back on track and be able to, yeah. to keep playing well because it was fun. And especially, the, I'm, I'm sure the NFL, we were talking about how kind of quarterback play has not been at the same level. It would have been nice to see, yeah. see him, uh, or it will be nice to see him back on the field. Uh, it's the Kansas City Masterpiece here on 105 Through the Fan. It's a shout-out Friday, so keep sending those in on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Oh, that's a low blow. From the 206. Mike, you don't have any hair. You can't use head and shoulders as a reference. I have hair in my nose. I have hair growing outside my ears. Ooh, I have plenty go. of hair growing in places I don't want it to grow. Do you ever shampoo your ears? I use shampoo. Okay. Is it's that good weird? No. no. Bald guy uses shampoo. It's, I mean, look. You, I have hair on my face. There you go. Keep it clean. Cleanliness is, uh, is very important here on the KNC Masterpiece. Coming up next, let's clean this thing up by uh, doing some Cowboys win because, Cowboys lose because. Send us the reasons that you think uh, the game will go the way that it goes tomorrow evening. We'll do that next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.